remember to seize the moment. This is Caesars Podcast. Welcome, everyone. All right, Carlito, welcome Wait. to the show, man. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here and honored to be number one. <laughs> I mean, I was really excited to have you on the show. I mean, every time I'm checking you out online or we're having a chat, you're always doing something new and it's very motivating. Uh, I mean, simple example, you just put up a post of uh, a small little complex that you did, uh, some bar muscle ups, uh, pull ups and dips. And I was like, okay, shit, like that looks hard. I want to do it. And I still have to send you the video, but it was really flipping hard. I couldn't get through all the pull ups. <laughs> uh, but long story short, I mean, you're, you're a very motivating person. So I'm hoping that through this show, we can help motivate other people, whether it's through their fitness, their career, whatever it is, because uh, you've inspired me. So uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get started, man. Thank you. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> all right. So for those of us uh, that don't know you, uh, why don't you start off with like a bit of an intro? Tell us, uh, you know, who you are and sort of what you do. Yeah, so uh, my name is Carlos, everyone, or a lot of people in the fitness industry call me Carlito. That just became a bit of a, of a nickname um, through, through the years. I'm a calisthenics trainer, um, focusing on bodyweight training, and I'm an online trainer. Mostly, most of what I do is online. I train most of my clients online, um, and I'm also the founder of Calisthenics Canada, which is the sort of body uh, that regulates everything that has to do with calisthenics in Canada from competitions, meetups, workshops, and all that kind of stuff. Nice, nice. Very, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Very exciting things. You're, you're doing <laughs> a lot of great things. Um, and when did your journey start? Like, when did you start getting into calisthenics? Yeah, I got into calisthenics about eight years ago now. Um, I've always been active. I've always been into sports, tennis, and soccer were kind of like my thing growing up. Um, but I went through uh, pretty serious injuries in my ACLs that just kind of put me out of commission when it comes to um, to sports and, and athletics. So I was doing physio and a lot of it was body weight training stuff. I wanted to find a way to still be fit while not being able to run, for example, or to have any sort of contact or um, things that would affect my knee. And I landed somehow at the gym and then um, a few months later, I was in uh, an exchange program in LA, and so LA is you, the mecca. So, yeah, where were you at the time? Like, so when you were having these injuries, were you based out of Toronto, or were you still in Latin America, or where were you? Yeah, no. So that was eight years ago. I came to Canada thirteen years ago. Okay. Um, so I was already here, um, and I was in school. I was in school for uh, environmental design. And my third year, I had a an exchange program in LA. And in LA is where everything kind of happens when it comes to fitness, healthy lifestyle, like they're very sort of ahead of the game when it comes to all of that. Um, and LA in itself is such a big hub for calisthenics um, and bodyweight training. I mean, you have Venice Beach, you have Santa Monica, you have like the whole coast that in the weather that kind of gives uh, opportunity for that. And, and I met people who did calisthenics and instantly fell in love with it. Um, nice. You know, being able to stay fit, hang out with people, listening to music, being outside, being by the beach, like all that kind of felt very attractive to me as a yeah. community, as a, uh, uh, an activity. And that was just kind of like what, what drew me into it. And then when I started seeing kind of changes in my body and I was like, Ooh, okay. Like my chest is looking bigger. Like I'm starting to see abs, like all that kind of stuff. I was like, wow, nice. this is, this is kind of cool. And, um, I know, I think naturally I, I did have a little bit of, uh, 
um, of uh, easiness into getting into calisthenics for whatever reason, maybe my background in, in uh, swimming um, or something like that. And from there, it was just, I fell in love. When I nice, came back man. to Canada, yeah, I just wanted to like keep recreating what I saw there. And so I started looking for like-minded people and that's, um, that's kind of how, how everything got started. That's really cool, man. I mean, it's funny you bring that up, like in hindsight, like after you said, yeah, LA is kind of like the Mecca of, um, you know, fitness and calisthenics, for example. I think back to myself as like a, a youth and, you know, starting my fitness journey and Googling videos and YouTube or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, you see people in Venice, thinking back, I see people in Venice Beach doing pull-ups, doing yeah. um, a bunch of gymnastics movements and basically calisthenics, right? And back then I didn't know what it was, but I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. You know, I might try that at the gym. <laughs> Um, yeah, so in hindsight, it's pretty, pretty cool. And how did you, so, so after that experience, so you went to LA, you came across this thing, you fell in love with it, you brought it back to Toronto. Um, what was it like in Toronto? Like, were there already people in the industry? Uh, did you find that there, there were some or like, what did you find when you came yeah. back to Toronto with all this knowledge? Um, well, in comparison, it was nothing. Like there was just like, you know, um, maybe, three or four other people that I found that kind of were interested in it, in it and people that had been doing it already for a few years had only been like maybe two or three other people. And we just kind of like all sort of blended in into, into a big group and, and we started training together. And I think that just kind of attracted more people. I think naturally mm -hmm. the city um, started to also put a little bit more uh, backing into these sort of parks and, and sort of outdoor activities in general. Um, and so in the pre, in the last, like maybe three or four years, we've seen a big growth in just the infrastructure of um, calisthenics parks and all that. But back then, like it was very, very raw. Like I was training at a kid's park. Um, we would train at little Norway park with like some really old, old rusty bars. Like it was, it was pretty, pretty rough <laughs> yeah i mean that's usually how it is at the the beginning of anything or at the birth of something is always very yeah. very difficult and i mean it, it, i think i personally think it's amazing i'm not sure how you think how you feel about it but i think it's really amazing that you were able to get something that was so small at the time and then grow it into what it is today because yeah, i can relate to that i mean i remember walking or biking across lakeshore you know years ago and there was nothing there you know a few benches maybe and then <laughs> you know fast forward to like you know, recently now I bike and I walk down and there's pull-up bars, there's little calisthenics parks, you call them, right? Uh, where for people to take a break from their run, take a break from their bike ride, just jump there and do a few pull-ups or whatever it is. Um, and something you mentioned like a community, right? I feel like that's something that really motivates people is community, 100%. bringing people together and saying, Hey man, I love this. You love this. Cool. Let's do it together. You know? And um, I feel like that's something that I really, I'll be honest, I took it for granted uh, during this whole lockdown period. Um, <laughs> you know, it's pretty easy for me to like, lift heavy things but when it came to doing like cardio for example without community man i start to fall apart <laughs> so um, i'm really happy that you're able to bring some people together and build that community um i mean that being said you, you mentioned that you are into or that your training is mainly focused online and this was before lockdown as well right yeah yeah so i had been a personal trainer for a long time before for about four years um, doing one-on-one -on -one training uh, in person and then lots of classes. Um, but then I felt like I had a bit of, of a cap to that, the amount of clients that I could have, the amount of people that I could service, the amount of energy that I could give to everyone, um, mm -hmm. and the amount of knowledge that I could kind of show, especially in something so niche as calisthenics. Um, 
I mean, my online training goes a little bit beyond just calisthenics, um, but that that was something that I always wanted to do. And, you know, being present in social media for the time I started pretty much calisthenics till now has kind of developed like a larger community than just the local one where people from outside um, the local community asked me if I could be their trainer or asked me if I offer classes somewhere else or virtual ways to connect. And, and so that had been sort of like a project of mine for the past, like, you know, three, three, like the last two, three years. Nice. And did you yeah. find that the lockdown like affected it at all? Like, did you have more of a demand, less of a demand or like, how, how did that affect your uh, sort of online fitness uh, career? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in for, for me personally, it, it helped me sort of focus a little bit more directly into what is it that people need um, mm -hmm. when it comes to online training. I think that for people in general, it kind of opened up their eyes to a new method and a new way of doing things. And so um, it has been um, good for my online training being in lockdown because I'm able to sort of be that support system or that person that is able to give someone a solution or give someone that that stress relief or give someone yeah. that support you know and i think that as trainers we go a little bit beyond just the physical side of things and just like the health side of things but nowadays it's been so just more full-fledged in the sense that like you know we offer that sort of mental wellness we offer that support we offer that um that that extra push not just for fitness but for other aspects of life and i think that uh during this time um a lot of my clients felt really appreciative to have me as their coach um and have me be able to guide them through this time where like you know before they were being able to go into a gym and take a few weights and all of a sudden we had to change all their programming to something yeah. completely different right so um i did get a really good response from it and and i think you know um, it, it has been a great opportunity to show that there are many faces to this fitness industry and many ways in which to approach it. And, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing in that sense. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent, I feel like everyone was affected differently and, um, you know, lockdown, it just was from one day to the next. You know, I remember I went, like when I started to sense, I'm like, oh, things, things are getting kind of weird. You know, I think I'm going to go to the fitness store and grab some dumbbells, you know, that was maybe a week before lockdown. And then like the week of lockdown, everything sold out. You know, that, that was one of the biggest things that I'm, um, you know, as a physiotherapist, patients would tell me, man, I can't get my hands on dumbbells. Like a pair yeah. of 25s is like nine, $90, $190, like just some ridiculous price. And I'm just like, oh man, that's, that's I got lucky crazy. with that, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that's really, yeah. really cool, man. I feel like a lot of people appreciate that. Cause like I said, motivation for me was the biggest thing that kind of went, went down, uh, when it came to, to the lockdown. So it's good to have people like you around to help motivate us. Uh, you mentioned something about how like fitness can kind of trickle down into other aspects of life. Right. And, and I agree with you, you know, cause uh, fitness has taught me a lot, but can you like elaborate on that? Like, what do you, what do you mean? And how do you find that fitness can, you know, maybe um, help in other aspects of life? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like I said before, when I started fitness, it was just more like, hey, I want to look a different way. I want to be able yeah. to to look fit, to have muscles, to have abs and all that kind of stuff. And that was kind yeah. of like the, the initial thing or I want to be able to do this skill. Um, but I soon realized, too, that, you know, when when you are doing things that are challenging physically, 
that kind of builds up sort of your mentality about it as well. And it's such a good way to kind of think about um, life and fitness as, as sort of parallels in that way. When you are having issues, whether it is with an injury, with a very challenging workout, with a very challenging weight, with a PR that you haven't been able to smash with like certain things that you kind of go in your fitness journey with a weight that you want to reach, like all those things. Um, I think we can kind of relate it back to life and, and, and put ourselves in, in situations, you know, whether it is um, the relationship issues or financial um, situations or professional dilemmas and all that kind of stuff. I think it, it, it can bring us back and be like, man, if I'm able to do, 20 muscle ups, I'm not going to be able to go to this job interview and crush it. Come on. You know? So like I, I try to use fitness like that. Yeah. Uh, very, very sporadically and spontaneously in my day to day when I feel demotivated to do something or when I feel like I'm losing grip of certain things that I know are important for me. Um, so, and, and I, I tie them back to, to fitness. I'm like, Come on, man. You remember that day you were trying to run 10K and you push? Come on, you can do this. And if you can do this, you can do this with this work project or yeah. you can do this with whatever. So I, I, I think there are a lot of things in that, that fitness can teach you um, that if you sort of strip away the actual action of fitness, but what, what it means and what sort of patterns and, and habits of thinking it creates in you. Yeah. Um, I think you, you, you can apply them in, in, in so many other ways. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I, I like that. The, the mindset is uh, it, it's so important when it comes to fitness, you know, and that's something that I learned too along the way is sort of falling in love with being a beginner. You know, when yes. I was younger, I'd be like, you know, I just want to be an expert. I just want to be really good at something. And then uh, somehow reach this land of no obstacles, you know, where, I'm just on the beach. I'm just chilling. Life's a breeze, you know? And then as I got older um, and, you know, I started to venture into other aspects of fitness, um, one being, you know, CrossFit um, and calisthenics, I guess, is part of that and gymnastics and whatnot. You know, when I went into it, I, I looked fit, you know, you look at me and be like, oh yeah, this guy's got, you know, he's got some arms, he's got some shoulders, whatever, you know, cool. And then I'd show up to the gym and they'd be like, oh, we're going to do muscle ups today on the rings. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. I've always wanted to do a muscle up, you know? Um, and I went on the rings and I couldn't do one, you know, and then I look around and, you know, people of all different shapes, sizes, ages, heights, some of them could do it. And I'm just like, whoa, like that person doesn't look fit, but they can do it. I can't do it, you know? And instead of being demoralized, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to have to work on this thing. And I, you know, methodically went from doing one to two to three and so on. And it was just falling in love with the whole journey. You know what I mean? And yes. I feel like it's so cliche, but the older I get, the more I realize that cliches tend to be like just the truth, you know? And yeah. like you said, man, like you have to just fall in love with the struggle and understand, man, if I can set my mind to something, I can probably get it done, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, I love that. I totally love that. 100%. <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's funny how, how that works, honestly, because yeah. It, you 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 don't realize and 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 how how that like yes the journey and the beginner mindset and and sort of always trying to like you know not be content with with what you think you know is mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. super important and and i mean i think fitness has just kind of sort of snowballed into so many other things in my life my personal development the way i talk to people the way that i present myself the way that i um interact with other people and and I, it's just 
so multifaceted. <laughs> 100%, man. Um, something else you mentioned and we kind of briefly talked about was um, sort of where, where you lived or where you grew up. So you yeah. said uh, 13 years ago, you've been in Toronto or Canada for 13 years, right? Yeah. Has, yeah, has it always been in, in Toronto? <laughs> no, when, when we first landed here, we landed in 2007 from Venezuela, um, straight from Venezuela. We, we came to Mississauga first. Okay. Um, and then I've been in downtown and in Toronto for the last five, six years now. Um, mm. and, and, and I think, you know, that part of sort of independizing myself, is that a word? I, I don't know. Becoming independent, you know what I mean? <laughs> like living in a big city, um, starting my own business, kind of like venturing yeah. into into just kind of the entrepreneurial world and all that um, has has been pretty much since I I, I have been in Toronto. So yeah, nice. about six years ago. Nice. And you came uh, you came with your family, right? To yeah. Canada. And what, what was that yeah. experience like? like? Do you remember, like, how old were you at that time when your family decided to make the change? Um, it was interesting, man. I was 17. Okay. So I feel like I was um, old enough and mature enough to understand uh, a decision like that and, and, and the reasoning behind it. Um, what I didn't understand was, <laughs> was, was really the why. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. we have to go because... You know, we want a better future. We want to um, not have to deal with certain things that we were dealing back home and, and everything um, politically, socially, economically in terms of the situation and, and how yeah. unstable it was. Um, but at the, but also I was like, okay, but that's, that's, that's my country. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where I'm from. That's, that's what I know. That's, you know, that's all I know. So, I mean, you have this idea of Canada back home, very ignorant of, you know, it's just igloos and snow and that's all, you know, and I got here in the middle of the summer and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Um, but I mean, it, it was a really tough experience. Um, it, it still kind of is at, at times when I realize that, you know, I've grown 13 years without the family by my side, without being able to meet some cousins, without being able to see my grandma every day. Um, and, and those things, you know, they don't hit your day to day maybe, but they're always kind of lingering in the back of your mind. But yeah, the transition itself, yeah, the transition itself of just coming here um, wasn't easy. All you have is 10 suitcases and that's about it. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it was a process. It took a lot of patience, understanding, and and sort of, going with a flow uh, and trying not to resist what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like always I've been like a very adaptable person and, and yeah. that sort of um, character of mine has played a huge role in me being able to sort of kind of immerse myself in a different language and a different culture and a different weather and, and just take the best out of it. So Nice. Did you, yeah. did you know English when you came here or no? I, I knew English. I, I mean, it wasn't nearly as good as it is right now, <laughs> but I got thrown into high school uh, doing grade 11 physics and grade 11 math and stuff. And I, I kind of had to pick yeah. it up really quick or else type oh, thing. Um, I can't even imagine so, that, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky that I had a, a very good foundation. Yeah. Um, when it comes to to um to english and and that really helped me hugely so um you know 
for, for anyone who, <laughs> who, who is wondering whether having one or two languages is good or not, if you have the option of learning another language because your parents talk to you in a different language or because you have a grandma or whatever that speaks in a different language, I highly, highly recommend. It doesn't matter which yeah. one. Just hundred percent agree, man. I, I'm, I feel so it. lucky. I feel so lucky that my parents spoke to me in Spanish, you know, when yeah. I was young and it's, it just stuck with me. And did you, do your parents know any English when, when they came here? My dad knew English because he was in the military. Um, so he's a very strict, strict guy, right? I uh, love him oh, to death, but super, it. super strict. Um, he knew English really well. My mom actually didn't know English. Um, and it was a whole thing, um, you know, with, again, we, we don't need to get too much into the details of our cultures, but, you know, the, I think the Latin American culture is very sexist and it's kind of way uh, behind in its time compared to like North America, for example. Uh, so, you know, my mom got a lot of push in terms of, oh, why do you want to learn English? Like, why do you want to have a life kind of thing? You know, you should kind of just stay at home and be like the, the housewife kind of thing. Um, and eventually she did learn English, but yeah, my parents did, uh, did know English. It was just the kids who didn't really, really speak it, to be honest, but we were all young. You know, I was six. My older sister was, uh, I believe she was nine at the time or, you know, eight at the time when my, my youngest, uh, sister, she wasn't, she wasn't even born. She was born in the States actually, which is a pretty oh. crazy story. Um, so she's actually, yeah, she's actually an American, uh, born, uh, person. Yeah. It's very, interesting. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. I wanted to talk about this one picture that, um, I saw online. I posted it, uh, for the, I posted it for the promotion for the episode. Uh, there's a picture of you. I'm not sure how old you are. Do you know what picture I'm talking about? There's, it's like a transformation picture. It's you, you're on a beach, you're a very, very thin guy. And then there's a picture of you flexing. Yeah. You probably yeah. gained maybe like, I don't know, it looks like 20 pounds of muscle. Um, yeah. So yeah, like how old were you in the first picture? So in the first picture, that was 2000, it must have been 2013. Um, so I was probably 23 or so. That was when I was in LA. It was right before I, oh, I, I left LA. So I was actually even skinnier when I first got there. I was there for five months. And that was wow. just like more towards the end of it. Um, but you could see like my arms were like, just like flat, my chest was flat. And, um, and the other one was last year. So it's probably like six or seven years apart. Um, wow. and that was like legit the beginning of my calisthenics journey. Um, and uh, up to that, I feel like I've been heavier or I've been more muscular at some points, um, than that, but, um, but yeah, definitely a big, big difference. Yeah. Would you say that's one of the um, like misconceptions of calisthenics? Like I, I know that I've heard that kind of thing before. Like you can't build body, body mass or muscle mass with body weight exercises. Like a lot of people have said that to me. Um, is Do you find that that's a thing that comes up often or are people kind of yeah. like, yeah. 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 A lot of people have that, that misconception. And I mean, it, it, I think it's, it's a, it's a valid misconception because of how sort of media have portrayed, has portrayed fitness forever and ever, um, mm -hmm. or, or in the last little, like the last maybe 10, 20 years that, you know, it's all about going to the gym and pumping iron and all that kind of stuff. And I think, um, it, it is now shifting with the, the rise of, of, you know, things like this calisthenics, um, boutique gyms, like more community-based gyms, um, that, mm -hmm. that, and, and more sort of cross-training boot camps and all that kind of stuff that are allowing people to sort of find different ways or um, a more unique way to be in fitness. And it's not just being inside of a gym 
lifting weights. Um, but it is a very common, common thing that I get. No, oh, you can't build muscle. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> you yeah, should be patient. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love that picture, man. That picture was uh, was awesome. That's why I used it. It was, it was such a good, it's like so many things in, in those two two pictures, right? Um, we, we kind of talked a little bit about, uh, females, just, just talking about my mom and Latin American culture, but, uh, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, what's it like for the females, uh, female athletes in your sport? I, it's something that is, it's growing a lot. Like from the time I started, there was very, very little female presence. And now I feel like a lot more people are, um, getting, getting excited about that, about the fact that, you know, you see in competitions now there are women categories and um, you see a lot more support within just, you know, the, the, the structure of calisthenics to allow for, um, for females to progress in the sport. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot more involvement and that has helped in, in getting that, um, that ball rolling. I still think we are very sort of early on and it's just maybe like the nature of what calisthenics has been forever um, in terms of being used in sort of parks where it's majority guys or being used in like, you know, calisthenics comes a lot from military and from, um, from prison workouts too, where it's just like dominantly guys. And yeah. I understand that, that that's kind of how it's been built up, but I do see a lot more, more females and a lot more women sort of getting into it. Um, and I feel like this is happening, you know, at a, at a perfect time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, like does, does the programming change like between male and female? Like, cause I, I know like as a, as a coach uh, working out of Academy Alliance once in a while, um, you know, just looking at all the athletes, like if there are guys never done any fitness whatsoever, they'll go on a pull-up bar and like most guys can pull themselves up. Um, almost the opposite for females, right? If they've never done any sort of fitness, um, they jump on a pull-up bar and they almost can't get a pull-up. So, uh, I mean, that being said, does, does the programming change or like how, and if so, how does it change? I think the the foundation is is similar, and it's it's exactly the same, right? And and I don't think it it's a matter of male or female, but it's about levels at the end of the day. Um, and and I do think you know I've seen women who are in a higher level than most guys, and and so you I don't think that that the programming necessarily has to be different. The yeah. one thing about calisthenics though is it it's not as structured and as sort of um, well put together as CrossFit is, for example, when mm -hmm. it comes to programming, when it comes to competitions, when it comes to rules and regulations, the fact that CrossFit sort of stem from a single sort of entity and, and sort of spread from there gives it that power of being able to program in a very effective way, kind of across the board. Um, but yeah. for calisthenics, it hasn't been like that. And I think that's kind of one of my my sort of future visions for calisthenics, especially uh, being uh, part of Calisthenics Canada and sort of having that vision of like, okay, how can the programming be more effective for every single level, for every age group, for every um, sex group as well. And so um, that is something that I think, you know, we, everyone who is in calisthenics is kind of thinking about, um, mm -hmm. but I don't think there is a difference in, in, in how you program things between guys and girls, but more between, levels um because yes you're right like most guys maybe have that inherent 
sort of strength or upper body strength that um, allows them to to maybe like try it in a, in a better way. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that, you know, the world itself hasn't been like fair with the fact that like, you know, a lot of women approach a pull-up bar thinking already that they cannot do it. And, and that is, is a barrier that, you know, it's more in the head than in the body in a way that, that I think we, we don't need to have, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of women have that misconception and it's like, okay, like just, just take that away for a second and, and, and leverage what you got. So yeah, hundred percent agree, man. Society is just done uh, not so nice things to to our bodies and our brains for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, man. Just to wrap things up, I wanted to ask you. You know, people want to reach out to you. If people want to get in touch with you, maybe do some training. Like, where where would they go? Yeah. So the main main channel is on Instagram at Carlito, um, and then my website is fitcalisthenics.com. You can get all the information about my Never Skip Monday movement, about my online training, about my um, corporate fitness programs, and all that kind of stuff on there as well. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, being part of the show. I really appreciate it. Love having you again. You're such an inspiration. So thank you so much. And, you know, hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And again, this is mere motivation, man. Um, You doing things, getting out of your comfort zone and inviting me to do this is amazing. So I appreciate it. Thanks so much, brother. Take care, man. Peace. Remember to seize the moment.